0: What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are Obi, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. If you haven't already, hit that like, share, subscribe underneath this video. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, subscribe. Can you subscribe on iTunes? How does that work? i don't know there's a way that you can get it in your feed um but also if you if you have the time uh leave leave a review for us if if you don't mind something uncomfortable to think about think about this think about for the rest of your life never going one mile an hour over the speed limit for the rest of your life that seemed like a Even though that's not a freedom, does that seem like a freedom would be taken away from you? Absolutely, without a doubt. And (laughs) I I
1: read that we shouldn't do it last night, and I did it this morning. (laughs) You know, like I think it's a
0: it's a constant in my head to go three or four over. That's just I feel like I I roll. I feel like I'm owed five exactly yeah at least yeah. <laughs> like you're passing you pass the cop's speed limit 70 you're going 74 i don't even feel like i gotta worry it's like yeah, yeah five like you're five you're
1: fine ten you're mine yeah 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 that's and i feel like
2: six seven or eight you might be okay yeah like it's like if I'm living po- on the wild side but i'm all right if the guy
1: pulls
0: you over for going six over you're like
2: what a jerk yeah yes. you know well and i think that's also relevant to where you are if i'm six seven or eight downtown over yeah okay but if and I'm it was 6, 7, eight on a 75 yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe you're okay shane you and i just got back from arizona and in arizona if the speed limit's 70 and you're not going 90 you are getting run over wow. that
0: is the truth it's like it's it's race car tracks for normal human beings yes and it's, it's awesome. normally <laughs> four to six lanes i would love that too. Dude. oh man yeah two years ago we rented was it it was last year yeah last year last year we rented a challenger for Phoenix, yeah. and it was probably this is probably one of the top ten decisions I've ever made in my life. I agree. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> we were we would fly. We made it. We made a trip to Tucson one day from Phoenix, which is probably normally about two hours. Yeah, we made it about an hour and twenty, hour and twenty five. No kidding, dude. Fly. Yeah. We had Shane's oldest
2: in the back seat, Miller, and um, she probably thought that was amazing. She did, but she told her mother <laughs> how did. amazing it was. She did rather quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. No, no. <laughs> so we're going
0: to jump back. We're going to jump into it. We've talked about hurry and the distractions that we face every day and how it's leading us away from the Lord, and we don't even know it. Uh, Brandon's going to open something prayer, and then Obi's going to jump back in. Father, we love you. Thank you for uh, the ability that uh, you
2: gave us to approach your throne room, Lord. Lord, let, it, let us never take that for granted, and uh, just thank you for the opportunity to praise you and to uh, send prayers to you uh, through your Savior, Lord. Lord, be with this time, and uh, let our words uh, be things that are pleasing to you, to share you as often as possible, and to be your uh, light in a dark world. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 We've been talking about this book that you've been reading. And what I love about you reading a book is that I don't have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest. It's like, like the uh, O.B. Cliff Notes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it the the only prop, like,
1: I I feel like that I, um, like it sinks in. I feel like only, you know, maybe a tenth of it that I can actually regurgitate actually yeah. sinks in enough to, it's the stuff that really sticks out. I need to be better about Every single time I open a new book and, and I start reading it and I'm like, this is great, this is great, I always say I'm going to get a highlighter or a pen mm. or something and, like, really just mark it all up. And I've done that a few times, but I forget. And then, like, once mm. I get going, yeah, it's really hard. Like, you need to do it on the front end. How many or, times do you, you know? read
0: something or watch a video that, like, super important to you sticks out and you say, I remember that? And you don't? And you don't. Yeah. Every time.
1: Almost every time, I think.
0: Yeah. So this book you've been reading, we've been going, you've been kind (laughs) of going through it. We've been kind of walking through it with you. It's called The Elimination of Hurry by Mark Comer. Mm -hmm. And um, in the beginning chapters, most of the book is like concepts of the elimination of hurry and what that means for your life. And you just finished the book. And towards the end, we were talking about you get to practical things that you can do and some stats that we were talking about before the show started. I found those stats pretty staggering. Well, you know, so so John Com John Mark Comer is is
1: is the man's name, and his this book I feel like is his transition from a in- insanely hurried life that really lines up with probably all four, including Sean's life, of us on the podcast. Um, and I don't, I uh, I feel like that. Really it really spoke to me because a lot a lot of the stuff that he's that he is saying in the beginning where he's talking about his hurried life are like, you don't think that this is a problem and you don't think that you're doing this because it's become so much of a habit and normal aspect of your life, but think about it this way and then think about it this way and then think you know, and he and he's explaining how that works and then you're seeing, we we all recognize that our hurry and the fact that we don't take the time to rest, reset, and and actually have good spiritual rest. I think that we would all agree we need more of that. Yeah, um, amen. I mean, I think I think that it, but but a, because of how we are and because we're. Have had, we have had success in the things that we do and because that we have developed it this, this hurried lifestyle in such a, we enjoy it. It's, it's, it's our passions, the things that we're doing, we're really passionate about. And so we sign off on, oh, it's okay. You know, we, we can deal with this. This is not a problem. And the fact is, is that it is a problem. And it's not just a problem with us. It's a problem with 99% of the, particularly the American world. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's the American dream, you know, is to go out, find something you're passionate about, be super successful at it. And the world's preaching, get more, have more, spend more time doing it. Um, you know, you can get to your family later, you can get to this later. this stuff's gonna you, you've only got a certain amount of time to accomplish these things. You've got to do it now and forget um this you know these aren't the distractions, those are the distractions. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 so he's in this book has gone from that person that American dream, he's going to grow his church to a mega church. What are the different systems that he can put into place to make it grow faster, to reach more people for Jesus? And he's gone from that to a minimalist, someone who um, literally everything they do is more focused on how minimally I can spend on to on the time doing that, and he's and he's more focused on the things that when he's on his deathbed, he the things that he feels like he's not going to regret. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, when you hear about people on their deathbed, and this is one of the things that I keep going back in my book, you hear about the things you know. What would you regret if you if you? What are the things that you would regret? I I would regret not spending as much time with my family. I would regret not having more of uh, a spiritual impact on the people and spreading Jesus more. I would regret you know all and and you hear in a lot of the top 10 regrets are the same. They're like almost always the same. They fit in similar buckets or categories. Exactly. And and he's like don't be a part of that. Mm. Don't don't have those regrets in your life. And this is the action steps that you can take right now that are going to eliminate this hurried mindset that controls literally every aspect of your day. Every day. And 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 it's all it's basically where one dopamine hit or one dopamine rush to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next.
0: You mentioned a stat that he said in his book uh, about 80%. Yeah. What is that? He he said
1: that that 80% of us go to sleep every night with our cell phones sitting right next to us on the nightstand. 80% of us. And 90% of of that 80% of that 80% that have it on their nightstand, the very first thing they do when they open their eyes in the morning is grab their phone. Yeah. Hey me too. Oh, man. oh, me too. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that That's the problem is every single thing that he brings up as a potential problem,
0: all of them, I do. Why do we do that? Why do we wake up and grab the <laughs> cell phone? And I have a, a routine that, you know, i wake up, grab the cell phone, and then I'm usually doing two things. I'm checking the Bible app, which I will admit is not the first thing that I do sometimes. See what the verse of the day is. I just said that on here because I'm on a podcast. Social media. Yeah. And then uh, I look most. at YouTube stats for our channels. Yeah. And then I wake up and take a shower. Well, go ahead, Shane. I'll hop in and say. Question is why? Why do we do that? What is the...
2: So yesterday I had the pleasure of talking to two dear friends who are going through some serious challenges. And... uh they both mentioned in roundabout ways, and I think you can connect these thoughts. Hurry and busyness also correlates with distraction. 100%. And when we are distracted as believers, we are not... You're not efficient. We're, well, we're not... Yeah, we're not...
1: You're not hearing from the Lord. Not
2: You can't hear from the Lord because you got too much noise, Yeah, and you definitely can't share the Lord because you're too busy. Mm-hmm. So dang it boy if you know and we know i mean i'm going to i'll use me as a very quick example as a middle school principal for all those years if i did not over the top prioritize my sleep to feel awake enough to prioritize getting in the word first everything suffered from that moment on because then i was needing to pour into other
1: people and my jesus cup wasn't full yeah And and that's a perfect example on the phones. Yes. It's like if the first thing, you know, if the first thing, whenever, here's what happens in my life a lot. The very, I I wake up and I grab my phone sometimes before I can even open my eyes. It's almost like the light screen on my phone kind of helps my eyes acclimate. Yeah. I,
0: I for sure wake up quicker when I grab my phone. Right. Now it's not healthy. No, it's not. It's not a healthy way to wake up.
1: So so what what I was going to say is whenever I grab my phone, I would say at least 60% of the time, so six out of ten times that I grab my phone, there's a message on my phone from a secretary, an agent, an office support staff worker telling me she is sick, he's sick, they're not going to be there today, they're leaving early, Um,
0: something work related.
1: It's something, something work related. There is, uh, which who wants
0: to start their day dealing with issues,
1: dealing with issues yeah. or who wants to start their day looking at somebody's, um, Facebook page that makes them feel like, I don't know, they're not worthy or somebody else has
0: a better life than they do or i think we don't even categorize well how those things make us feel we just know they make us feel something
1: exactly but it's a hit it's 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 almost like
2: the drug addict who takes the hit because it temporarily makes them feel better yes until they feel worse again then they have to do it again that's the same thing and the devil if we don't think the devil knows exactly what's going on with that Mm-hmm. because what that really leads is to a better chance of us taking our eyes off of Jesus yeah the
1: moment our day starts that's right And yeah. so like do you want to start your day with just doubt and and uncertainty and frustration and do you want to start your day with that or do you want to start your day with God? getting up off the right, getting on the right track, you yeah. know, it's like, can you imagine if you had, if we spent every single morning in the word, just getting filled, mm-hmm. just really getting filled for the first hour or two before we ever knew that there was ever a problem anywhere in the world, because you're also getting news feed updates that are saying, there's war going on or so and so just got arrested for molesting a kid or so and so just got you know <laughs> indicted for whatever yeah you know, i mean it's just terrible news yeah and and it's the very first thing that's going into your mind in the morning
0: and so. i would say like even further than that you are talking about getting in the word don't do it on here like Get the Bible. I, get quiet. I think this guy you're
2: talking about, I think I watched a series on him that I referenced a while back where you need to have this place. Now, Mark Batterson talks about this. Your quiet place. Uh, your quiet place. And this has been twirling around in my head for a while. I find that the rare times I do this, that I get outside my house mm-hmm. Yeah. in his nature. In nature. Yeah, yeah. That even if I'm not reading the Bible, as long as my phone stays not with me in the house, I immediately feel this, I think, connection that we are numbed to not feel in America. Whereas if I'm waking up by a campfire by natural light and I have no phone or no distractions, it's very easy for me to be grateful for God's blessings because I am in the world he created. And I'm very aware of that.
1: It, it, it all, it all, we, for, you said, you said it, you said that we're numb to mm-hmm. all of these things that we're so numb to, we have no clue. We have because it's such a normal aspect of our life to get into the fast lane. Well, we, we have no clue.
2: I think also you're it, not only is it normal, you know, you take us three sitting here and Sean, we stay pretty busy by choice. You and Sean are typically dealing with external people connected to you, okay? So it's almost impossible to not have to solve problems through, with, for. Whereas now I'm in a walk of life where I don't have any technical people that work with me, you know, in the s- truest sense. But I still have to work hard on how I prioritize my time. Mm-hmm. So I work with this guy, one-to-one, named Ari Mizell. And he literally makes very clear, because he had a near-death experience, and he had to learn how to optimize his time, he says, anybody I work with, if they will not communicate with me in these ways at these times, they're not somebody I'm going to work with. And what he says, to be more specific, is from 2.30 till bedtime, that's his family's time. He does not respond unless he wants to, which is rare. He does not call somebody back, and he never does meetings. He also is called to... Work with people. He is a um, works on an ambulance okay. as a paramedic. That's he doesn't have to. He's, he's plenty wealthy, sure, but it's what he feels compelled to do to help others. And he works like night shifts and stuff. But he he has scripted where his priorities need to go.
1: And I think that's what John Mark Comer is encouraging us to do. Yeah, it's it's figure out what's important oh, by the way, those are not uh-huh. okay those are not only are they not important, they're unhealthy uh-huh. um, you know if you' if your entire life is based off of the next dopamine hit, mm. it's a problem mm. okay It is a big problem and and you know he's pointing that out and he's saying that is not what God does how God designed this you know and he, and he talks about how in every single gospel, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when it, right after Jesus's baptism, he talks about that's when he goes to the desert. Right after the baptism, he's in the desert for forty days and forty nights fighting the devil. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, everybody's like, "Why? Why are you going to go to the desert to fight the devil? What a disadvantage! You know that you have being all out there by yourself and you're alone." And he's like, "That's." That's what people, That that's, that's our mindset. Uh-huh. He's like, Jesus was in the most powerful place he could possibly be to fight his biggest adversary uh-huh. in the desert in solitude and silence with nobody but him and God. No distractions. No distractions. He can focus on God, and he can focus on his strength and how he gets his strength from the Lord. Uh-huh. And he's like, and then he talks, like in Luke, during that whole like i want to say next few chapters luke talks about how like he mentions nine nine or 10 different times in that reading where jesus went to rest he went to get solitude he left the disciples to go and reset He let, he, it was, is nothing but silence and solitude and how often Jesus did that. And, and he talked, I mean, if Jesus is doing it and our goal is to align our thoughts, our actions with him, then, and we're not doing it, then we're not living the way that Jesus lived. You know, it's, it's so important. It's so not isolation. You don't want to isolate yourself. That's a good point. Solitude, yeah. Silence, no isolation, because that's 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 yeah. not what we want to do at all.
0: No. Hey, we're gonna end right there, and then, man, I, guys, I let's just jump back into it. There's so much good stuff there. Uh, so if you're if you're interested to hear more about uh, getting quiet with the Lord, and maybe some practical ways to do that, we'll jump into uh, the next episode. So uh, stay tuned for the next one. Uh, appreciate you being here. Go kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.